Good evening, fennel, fellows. Fentlemen. What's Fentil, Gentilos. Is it Juggalos? Oh my god, we've already been down that road before. I don't think I've been watching another, another video. <laughs> Nothing ever. Uh, I don't think I can ever do that again. You believe in miracles. Hello everyone and welcome to Geekscant, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach and the host joining me this evening is the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Hello everybody. And uh, the mayor of Fort Wayne, Troy Sandler. Rawr! It's <laughs> a really aggressive rawr. God, man. Well, I mean... It's like it's like a really a puny election. rawr and... <laughs> it's, like, it's like really... It's not a good rawr. But it's a really aggressive roar. Like you're yeah. really just trying to make it. Yeah, work. it wasn't. Yeah, it, there was no like, you know, practice to it. It was just. Oh well. I, it hey, just, I was in the moment, fellas. I've got a new ranked set of settings for you guys. Oh boy! Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> and it may be the best one yet. I am awesome. so ready for this. Okay, I'm ready. Yes, bring it. This was Before a YouTube one. Up. Um. Uh. I will. I'll post a link into. Well. Um, you, if you want to check this out, uh, the YouTube channel is Wood W Wad W A D Wood W Wad all one line, um, and it's called like D and D settings ranked or something like that. Um, it's all I'll, I'll preface this with it's all actual settings. Get ready, mm. here we go. That's good. Uh, so I'm gonna go from top to bottom. Top to bottom, uh, Forgotten Realms number one. Fine. Okay. Planescape number two. Okay. Ravenloft number three. Yep. Dark Sun number four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Birthright number five. Alcadim mm-hmm. number six. Greyhawk number seven. Dragonlance number eight. Eberron number nine. Carateur number ten. And Spelljammer number eleven. So to walk it back real quick, Forgotten Realms, Planescape. Ravenloft, Dark Sun, Birthright, Alphadim, Greyhawk, Dragonlance, Eberron, Curator, Spelljammer. Now, here's what is so great about this review. This dude had the best comments for his most hated settings. And I'm going to read some of these to you. Oh, guys. boy. I am. I, to, I was. I, Troy and I get to be triggered so hard. I scribbled this so many notes, and then I'm just like, I'm just going to pick the best ones because this is this is great. Oh man! So all right, so we're going to start at the bottom here. I've got notes for Spelljammer, Character, Eberron, Dragonlance, and Greyhawk. The bottom oh. five, right? Fantastic. Um. So basically, at eleven, Spelljammer, it's just trash. Zero out of one hundred <laughs> for its score. It's just trash. <laughs> And he had a lot of things to say about it, but zero of eleven, zero out of a hundred, uh, and just trash wow. is is his uh, general all encompassing mm-hmm. review. Um, number ten, character, um, call it what you will, but don't call me if you're playing it. <laughs> That's it. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> was like great, awesome, fantastic. Um, Eberron. I don't know why they keep pushing out this sewage. That was his statement on Eberron. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's skip over Dragonlance for a minute. That's because Eberron. No, no, no. Come sewage. on. <laughs> uh, Greyhawk is, he yeah. said, Greyhawk, otherwise known as the setting that couldn't or the setting that can't, because you can't do anything cool in Greyhawk. Wow. How, first of all, how long was this video, by the way? 27 minutes. Oh, boy. Wow. 27 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so here's Dragonlance. Okay, um, <laughs> All right. This was my favorite line out of it all. Dragonlance. Uh, he gets he gets partway into it, and he's like, a dragon should be way higher than you, monkey man. He's talking about how stupid it is that you can ride dragons in Dragonlands. And oh. he says, a dragon should be way higher than you, monkey man. I'm like, all right, that's awesome. Um, cool. He said, Dragonlance, his his initial review was, Dragonlance is filled with characters that are stock and overdramatic. Dragon men blow. And it's just full of all sorts of campy stuff. <laughs> and this, he's got stupid named characters like Riverwind and Swift Dick. It's just dumb. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. I just I just listened to the first book. Is he does he come later? That's that's gonna be in Kindred, Belly Dwarves and Gnomes. That's like in one of the uh one of the anthology books later on uh, online. I have my next D D character's name right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what did he say nice about anything then? Did he say no, he had oh very nice gosh. things to say about uh Al Hadim on up. Like it, it completely <sighs> like the top half Complete 180. He had a lot of nice things to say about him. He did say that he would never, even with a gun to his head, play a war game centered around the campaign setting for Birthright. And I was like, all right, fair wow. enough. I don't know what's going on there. He's an um, angry fellow. Yeah, but no, he, he he had a lot of nice things to say about the, the top tier. But I'm like, you know, no. What we care about is why he hates the bottom five. And it was obvious. great. It was he wasn't great. old enough when he was oh a child. Somebody, somebody uh, didn't get enough get enough uh, affection whenever they were little. That's what that is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> okay. That's cool. I was about done with these setting rank settings. I'm like, I don't know if I can find good ones anymore. And then I, need, I found I this one. Rank. I'm like, never mind. Yeah. I am. I am. There. That gave me new life. We're gonna keep hunting. <laughs> and I need. I need the. Uh, I need the YouTube channel. <laughs> So badly, uh, yeah. Wood W Wad. And what's the name of the video? Because he's got a it's bunch. It's called of like D and D and D settings ranked. Um, yeah, you definitely shouldn't be listening to everybody with a video or a podcast, Mike. In fact, I would say you shouldn't be listening to anyone with a video <laughs> or a podcast. That's fair. Yeah. <sighs> I yeah. I'm so I was so happy. That is that is hilarious. I swift dick. You know what? Oh my if, if nothing else, if there's something that our friendship has really done for me, mm. it's it has prepared me for these lists. Like yeah. emotionally, <laughs> it really has. It's like <laughs> just letting someone take what I something I love out to the out to the town oh. square and then just flog the hell out of it publicly, and then just there and go. Well, I mean that's that's just one man's opinion, I suppose. <laughs> Let's just like your opinion, man. It's like it's like a dude. Be the dude. Oh, man. Got it. I still want to know what what book that character appears in. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I would have remembered that one. Just Google it's a, it. Just Google Google it. Name. Okay. It's got to be a gully dwarf name. Got to be. Got to be. After after the companions go through the gully dwarf land, mm-hmm. one guy. Yep. Renames himself. <sighs> I want just like him. I thought that this would be good for you, John, because they put Eberron lower than Dragonlance, and I felt like that was that was uh, that was a shock. Well, I, I knew yeah. that as soon as it came from you, that Dragonlance had to be somewhere really low anyway. I don't, so. I don't look like that is not part of my hunting enterprise. <laughs> that I just, at all. I just, I just, uh, <laughs> I get delighted when I see it continually pop up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> I, I think that's the that's that's the name you, that you don't want to have. In your relationship, hmm. no, 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 it's not. <sighs> wow! All right. Well, with that, <laughs> wow. a really angry person. <laughs> yes. That was great. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I had I, I knew that I was in for a treat when he said, "Character, call it what you will." But don't call me if you're playing. I'm, like, I'm in. This guy has got <laughs> me for the whole 27 creative. <laughs> yeah. I love that uh, you took the most notes possible on Dragonlance, though. Thank you for that, Zach. I, he, he spent a solid five minutes of that video talking about Dragonlance. I think oh, he put I'm sure it. sure he did. He put it at eight, but it felt like he put it at 12. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, hey, we're going to <laughs> we're going Eventually. to move on to our uh, kickstarters for the evening, talking about all sorts of projects. Uh, we got a nice list for you. This is a nice, I think, a nice um, collection this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good here. ones and a good a good variety as well. So we're mm-hmm. just going to dive right in. Again, we're we're rapid firing these suckers, and we're going to plow through them um, like before. Uh, so John, you're going to start us off here. Talk to us about uh, a D and D one. Yeah, you got it. Uh, let's talk about 100 cursed items for D and D five E. 
Pretty okay. simple. Yeah. I think the thing that I like about this one uh, is that I mean, magical items typically get a lot of love across the board, but I don't really see that uh, products that focus on cursed items. And I'd be really interested to see what kinds of curses they are, what kind of like the, the triggers are for them and things like the things like that. It's got 16 days left to go right now, but effectively you've got a hundred uh, items that are in there. It's all D and D five E specific. Um, and it's, they've got a, a, a PDF version. They've got a soft cover uh, version that you can, you can pick up. It's not really a whole lot more to say about it other than that. So they've got, it's a hundred magical items. They've got, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, 40 weapons, 20 armor, pieces of armor, 10 shields, and then 30 miscellaneous items. Uh, if you're looking at the specs on this thing, it's 40 pages, 100 items, and then it's uh, 8.5 by 11. Or, well, 8.3 by 11.7. So kind of like a, a little bit bigger than a regular piece of printer paper. Um, that's it. Really, really simple. Stretch mm-hmm. goals are to get uh, to, let's see, more magical items. They'll add 10 more at 1,000 euros. Uh, they'll do a pe- legendary cursed item with a hook at the very end of it. I think one of the things I can probably land on here is the, first of all, the artwork that's in it is really good. Yeah. I it, like the artwork it, that's it in it. It has, it has that, you know, I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm actually studying this piece and I'm doing a, di- yes. a, a drawing of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like more, more right. a diagram than like yeah. an art piece. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Uh, so let me give you an, an example for everybody really fast, and then we can go ahead and move on. So the Ring of Hellfire, wondrous item, cursed, uh, requires attunement. Uh, they've got a, a nice little block text of, t- of uh, description that I'll kind of bypass for this, but the ring's abilities, it grants the wearer immunity to fire damage. Well, that's nice, mm. making them immune to even the hottest flames. However, the ring also causes the wearer to take damage, double damage from all other sources, making them extremely vulnerable to other forms of attack. Nice. So, that kind of so the, the, the cursed item giveth and it taketh away as well. Oh, so you know, big time. I'll say real quick, this is a very cool book. And if you can't get enough, our friend Patrick, Patrick Reese, mm-hmm. has a uh, FAMZAC Presents Cursed Items on the DMs Guild that he put out this year, which Man, has 160 curses for items. Ooh, oh, my, my, my. And he, he took... Uh, I'm not I'll, I'll jump back to this real quick, but he took and basically wrote curses for a lot of the core DM uh, uh, DMs uh, guide DMG mm-hmm. items, so that you can have cursed versions of most everything in the DMG cool. if you want it and nice. stuff like that. So and it's it's well reviewed, but I really do like this one. I think yep. that's very cool. I like lists uh, of things, and curses are great. I hope that they go with the cover art that they've got that's that's included here in their in their mock up. Oh, I yeah. really, it's really really good. Really, yeah. really good cover art. The interior art it looks really good. Good layout, good design. Uh, if you want to pick this thing up uh, before we move on uh, on PDF, it's going to cost you about fourteen bucks. If you want to pick up the physical copy, again, that's forty pages, color uh, front to back. It's going to be twenty five bucks, and you'll also mm. get the PDF along with it. Very cool. Very nice. Well, I got. I like it. All right, Troy, with your uh, $1 one-shots. $1 one-shots from Penny Dragon and, you know, $1 one-shots. The People's Prison. Um, After traveling along a little used road, you find a small mountainside village in the midst of a celebration. And, you know, as as you begin to take part in said celebration, uh, you begin to realize, obviously, that the festival holds some sinister purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I put this in here because again, it's a dollar. Yes, we have had a glut of festival, carnival, merrymaking kind of uh, adventures and stuff the past year or so. But you know, for a dollar, you're going to get, I think it's like six new uh, monsters, um, some magic items, some maps, some NPCs, different hooks. That you can put in. So even even if you're tired of the whole festival aspect of things, you're still going to be able to get something cool out of this for a buck. And it's coming it's coming to you, you know, from Petty Dragon, and they always put out great stuff. So you know, hmm. the, the people's prison. People's yeah. prison. Very I like cool. the I like the adventure, the salmon of knowledge. I have that one. Yes, I got that. That's really great. That's good. It, uh, look, again, the interior art looks really great. Layout, design, all that good stuff. I mean, it's just 
and it's a buck. I mean, good yeah. for them. This is a really well put like for a for a dollar adventure or a dollar product. This is really really well put together, really well present, presented. It doesn't feel like it should be a buck. Right. Yeah, it's, it's about it is about ten pages. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we're talking. You know, it's ten cents a page. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yep. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Uh, I guess I'm up next, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. This one's for you, Mike. Um, I don't know. Not really. It's for me too. Um, but I thought of you when I when I saw this. Um, this is Morkborg meets Samurai with Ronin. Uh, need I say more? I really dig a lot of this. Um, I I, I never would have thought to do this. Um, but I think it works pretty well. So. I mean, it's Morkborg-style rules, but with a unique system, they say, for honor, resurrection, parrying, and survival. Um, it's got a whole bunch of new classes. It's basically another one of the Morkborg hacks that is not doesn't have anything to do with the Morkborg setting or dark fantasy. It has everything to do with its own attitude and style. Um, this has that black, red, and white color palette that we've seen mm-hmm. on several projects recently. Um They've unlocked quite a bit of stretch goals, including a an extra scenario zine, which I think is cool, called, I believe, Frozen Tears of the Lady of the Snow. Um, solo rules have also been unlocked, and they are pushing towards honor tarot cards. Mm, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on board. Um, wow. wow, this is really great. Yeah. Like, let me... Let me th- throw my hat in the ring on this too. So like, again, visually red, black, white, it, it distinguishes it from the Morkborg color palette, but on the interior still feels very, 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 uh, very Morkborg. That, that bright yellow comes in hard. Yeah. Uh, and then you got things about like resurrection. You got rules on seppuku. For those of you that are not familiar with the, with seppuku, it is the, the honorable death that you bring to yourself. Uh, before your enemy can do it, or if you brought dishonor on yourself to regain your honor. Um, man, the artwork looks really great in this. Six new classes. I love this. Erudite Samurai, Forgotten Ronin, Drunken Monk, Corrupted Shinobi, uh, Omoji, Omoyoji, I think is what the, the Hermit Spellcaster, and then uh, Bakudo, the Yakuza. That's really, really cool. I love it. Yeah, God, this is a- so good, man. This is this is there is a physical component to this, obviously, right? Yeah, digital and physical, digital and physical. They've even got a um, special limited edition, um, and they've got their own character sheet, pad, and all sorts of cool stuff. Man, what a great Um, find! Good job, Zach. Damn, this is great. Hardcover book's going to cost you about forty four bucks, but it's a hundred pages. So yeah, I I think that's the only trade off here. Is it feels like it's at full price? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, that's a good point. But you know, the the other thing is that yeah, I mean, it just you know, it's cool. It's a cool idea. So I don't I, like to me, cool ideas get a premium. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like right. I like the fact that a lot of these uh, books are coming out with solo rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is no different. That's cool. Yep. yep. All right, Troy, World of Lumina. All right, or Lumina. Yeah, World of Lumina. I, I I put this one in here because I've talked about um, some of uh, Nerdura's games offerings in the past, and this is the world in which all of them are set. Um, in in so that way, if you've if you've backed some of their other offerings in the past, now you have the place where they all fit in. Um, they're, they've got a freely downloadable uh, player's guide for it, so you don't even have to pay anything extra for that. Uh, they've got Divine Domains, the the map, the, the, the known map that the players would know. Um, you've got uh, the, the races that are involved, or the species, humans, um, halflings, dwarves, elves, and then they, they break out the human uh, ethnicities as different species or whatever uh 17 new gods and saints uh class indications how to insert fantasy classes into the setting and a few oddly enough limitations 
Dun, dun, dun. It sounds like a topic to me. It does. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I have liked the other uh, things from Nadura Games in the past. And I just thought, you know what? These are, these are pretty cool. Um, the, the one-shot dungeons that they put out have been pretty solid. You can get like a backlog of them if you want. Um, the, these are the people that did the, the Alder uh, Cadwin saga that, that started not too long ago. And this is the world that it's set in. So it's great. You, you can get, cool. yeah, you can get like the whole backlog of everything plus this for $14. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're not going to, you're not going to go wrong. Sweet. Well, that's World of Lumina. All right. Uh, let's do folklore. I'm surprised neither one of you took this one, honestly. I was late to the party getting my list in, and I was quite pleased that this one uh, was, was still left out there. I missed this. Well, I saw it. I saw it, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to take this one. I have a feeling this is, a, this is going to be a Zach one. Yeah. Folklore, the wild hunt, a whimsical bestiary of friends and foes for your 5e tabletop adventure. And I would say this is a book that uh, I may pick up, not because I need another 5e bestiary, but because this book looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was originally put out as a book called Folklore Tales of These Isles, an illustrated compilation of folk tales from the UK and Ireland by uh, an illustrator slash tattoo artist Mm. and then that got a copy of that book fell into the hands of a dm and uh who and the guy who does other things and he's like this could be a great bestiary and so he helped turn that illustrated guide into a 5e book um and i think it just looks beautiful Um, holy smokes yeah no kidding Mm -hmm. yeah i it's got a five prints. It's got all sorts of like fantastical creatures. I mean, John's doing a good job here in the live show. I don't know that I can do him justice, but if you think like beautiful, whimsical, detailed tattoo style artwork, almost like a smoky style. Yeah. If that that, that makes sense. The lines are really clean, but there's, there is a lot of, um, it definitely looks like Grimm's fairy tales esque, artwork what's kind of like a modern sensibility like a little bit of a, a modern polish to it but again mm-hmm. it's like a really smoky um tattoo art style to it oh yeah yep. and have you seen some of of the tattoos mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah, yeah. you oh, can even gosh. back at a level that lets you get a tattoo from her yeah but she oh. lives in um the uk so that's un- i was i was like oh if she lives in the u.s that might be awesome um doesn't quite work out but anyhow yeah, um, you can get the hardcover for forty-two bucks. You can get the digital version for about twenty. So it's that's great. It's, uh, pretty reasonable for for what it is. Tons of gorgeous artwork. Yeah, I like that alter that the uh, alt. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not an alt cover. That's the uh, the tales of the Isles. This is actually, I guess, the yeah. These are the stories, right? The that's uh, the that's cover. the non D and D version. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's great. I love that. It's fantastic cover art. All right, that's folklore. Um, holy smokes, let's go to Wayfarer with Troy. Oh, okay, Wayfarer, the nomadic realms. I got really excited about this. This is coming out of Istanbul, Turkey. Hey, all right. Yeah, Grim Golem Games. Uh, this this crew is is going to the different parts of the world and pulling out their folklore and their mythologies and bringing it into D anD. d And this one is is right smack in. Uh, the frozen tundras and the scorching sands of, of that nomadic, the nomadic horse lords of legend from the steppes mm. inspired by uh, Tibetan, uh, Scythian, Turkic, and Mongolian cultures. And I probably butchered some of those, and I apologize. Mm. But, uh, it, I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you other than, I mean, that should be enough to sell you right there. The artwork <laughs> is fantastic. It's, it's almost got yes. like a a historic yet comic booky feel to it. I mean, mm. it looks like it comes from a different world. Yet and again, I'm with really a, excited 
limited color palette on most of this, yep, which I think is the style palette. for this year, right? Like, just there's been so many gorgeous books in the last six months that it well, just. Well, I'll tell you what it reminds me of between this one and the previous one. It reminds me a little bit of the uh, Lord of the Rings or the One Ring. Mm. Right, the One Ring did the same thing. It's like really so, a very subtle color color yeah. palette that's a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's desaturated. Yep. Uh, and it doesn't really it doesn't pop, but it's really not that makes it pop. Right. It makes yeah. it kind of everything blends in really seamlessly and it's not uh, jarring to the eye. Yeah. And, and if nothing else sells you on this, they have a bardic school, the school of the white beard. I had oh. I had to talk about this. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it, it spoke to me. That's amazing. That's amazing. The art, look, the art looks awesome. It, yeah, really, really great. Top notch. Yeah. yeah, there is a quick start. John's pulling that up, but there is a quick start that you can. Yeah. Uh, you can download if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. That is Wayfarer Nomadic Realms. Uh, live on Kickstarter right now. A 5e, 5e book. All right. I guess we're just ignoring John for a little while here. Yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's fine. I'll be quiet for a little bit. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. yeah. Uh, so, well, I, I was, again, this was one that I was surprised that I got to talk about. Uh, I'm going to talk about Stoneburner. John, this is a solo-friendly TTRPG <gasps> of demon hunting and community building in a dwarven asteroid mine. What? How did I miss this? You're I swear, slipping. I went through. I went. Through, I, I, it's <laughs> obvious. Like all my my usual search parameters of dwarf, dwarven, forge, hammer, axe didn't didn't kick into to get a gear this time around. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wanna. so this uses a system that I don't know much about called Breathless. Um, it says that it. Is, is a system that powers a lot of games, I think, on itch. 150 different games use the Breathless system. Um, it's inspired by video games like Doom, Deep Rock Galactic, Dwarf Fortress, and the t- book series The Expanse. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of different things that you can uh, contain within the book. There's different factions. There's a bunch of different locations for you to explore, monsters, NPCs, magic items, yada, yada, yada. Um, the system, though, this is what I thought was cool. When facing a risky situation, you choose one of your skills or items and roll a die that matches its rating with a range of D4 to a D12. On a 1 to 2, you fail and something bad happens or you succeed with a major cost on a three to four, you succeed with a minor cause and a five plus you greatly succeed. Um, so the bigger your die, the further, the more of a chance you have for success, of course. Um, um, but every time you use a die, it goes down one die type. So a D eight becomes a D six after you use it once a D six becomes a D four, yada, yada, yada. And the only way that you can uh, recharge it is by catching a breath, which I'm assuming is like a long rest mm. mechanic. Um, other things that it has that are cool, um, uh, mechanics for using fictional positioning, which I thought was an interesting turn of phrase and definitely Mm -hmm. something I want to look into. Um, you explore mines and loot precious resources, rely on magical items and their powerful abilities, handling demons through swift and consequential combat, earn credits from your loot to upgrade your settlement, which also sounds very cool. Um, upgrading your settlement is something that we don't see a lot of mm-hmm. crafting strange and powerful magic items, um, earning visions of glory from your ancestors. That sounds very dwarfy. Um, explore the world in solo play or without a GM, which I thought was cool. Um, generating and filling the miners tunnels dynamically with interesting details and a lot more. Uh, I think this one is a must back for me. This is a must back. And this is actually pretty, this is a steal. 26 bucks for the physical copy if you want to pick this up. Yeah. And, and uh, 15 John, is not the PDF. Yep. I, I say that, yes, you need to back this, and then you need to run this. Oh, yeah. Well, because this sounds as you, fantastic. Yeah, as you were sitting here describing it, like my mind immediately went, especially one of the, some of the artwork that they've got in mm-hmm. here, immediately, my mind immediately went to Deep Rock Galactic, which is a great game. For those of you out there that are not familiar with it, it's literally dwarves in space, and they, they drop to planets and asteroids. They go through mine ore and kill space bugs. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Lots of, yeah, and it's a very sci-fi dwarf goodness. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, this yeah. is great, man. I love this. And yes, I would love to. I'd love to run it anytime. Heck yeah! Uh, well, I'll play that with you. Uh, okay, yeah. let's talk about Call of Igaras, John. All right, so for our our buddies over at Yagdu Games, yeah, coming yeah. back with yeah. some more. Like, if nothing else, the artwork is just 
is going to draw you in, right? This is a uh, PDF uh, for old school essentials. It is a quick. It, it's all about a quick re- resupply stop in an uh, at an island monastery becomes a desperate battle against a mind bending interplanner uh, threat. So. It is for 5e and old school essentials, excuse me. Um, the Basically, the story is there's a, po- a sparsely populated deserted island that hides, hides a, d- a dark mystery. Something's changed on the island island within the last year, uh, and it's driven many of the islanders away. Uh, so they had this like really thriving uh, coastal trading, fishing, brewing community that's almost completely abandoned at this point. So um, it's perpetually shrouded in, cr- in cloud cover, and there are rumors of an ancient enemy that uh, that's there to vanquish foes. And again, Michael Harmon, who is the go-to artist for Yagdu games, just once again knocks it out of the park with incredibly mm-hmm. evocative art yep. uh, that doesn't just draw the uh, draw the eye; it also um, inspires uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the campaign that you're running in. So. There's really not a whole lot more to, to tell about it other than that. And like the maps are really great. They've got a, uh, some uh, Alex Wright did uh, several pieces of art for um, uh, different ships, ship layouts. There's mm-hmm. actually a ship of uh, Turtle Island. That's a, ba- yes. a battle map where the ship actually uh, scuttles on uh, on top of a, a, a giant sea turtle that's floating in the uh, in the ocean. Pretty sweet. Pretty I don't sweet. think that John saw what he did there, though, Mike. I don't think he, just he doesn't know. Yeah. Or oh work yeah, that will draw yeah. you in. Yeah. I I'm not nearly as clever as I think that I am. <laughs> like, just you go with it. You're supposed to like uh, to, to think that I am, but I'm not. Uh, features though, um, three interrelated one shot adventures, a hundred mm-hmm. plus pages. Shale, they got the deck plans for the sh- the the ship and the crew. They got the, an island with a forest, the vi- uh, village. Multi-level ancient ancient fortress that's been that was converted to a monastery. Mm-hmm. They got all of the, the virtual tabletop stuff's going to be available on the battle for the battle maps. A new monastic tradition, the way of Usash, a minor deity of travel and knowledge. Uh, the first appearance, by the way, of the Yagdu, bizarre scientists and invaders that feed on memories and build strange devices to power their magic. So Yagdu games. Is getting a namesake uh, NPC race. This is pretty slick. Artwork looks looks great. Maps look great. I'm you know I'm a big cartography nerd. Um, Yeah. The okay. So I said it was PDF. Let me let me me correct that. That's PDF, and then there's also print on demand availability. Also, you can go through through uh, through drive through. So. And Mike, you're asking if we'll be selling any of these products. Uh, The answer is we would love to. And some of these people we have relations with connections with it's entirely possible uh but none that we've gone through so far are guarantees in that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah so but uh but i mean yagdu games is awesome and i would love to carry their stuff along with several of these others yeah yeah. yeah yeah mike we're not just corporate shills just talking about our own stuff <laughs> call of Irigas. yeah coming soon to a table near you Calavirgas, uh, Troy, t- we're well past the halfway point this yeah. evening. Talk about uh, mare break. Oh, oh, nope. Oh, teeth, nope. Teeth. Yeah. Teeth, teeth. Go. Teeth, teeth. teeth. All right. Let's yeah. talk. Hang teeth. on. How's your work? All right. I'm gonna talk about teeth. Uh, teeth. I think it's got a very weird. Okay. So this is one. All right. It says teeth. A tabletop role-playing game of occult criminality and monster hunting set in the cursed corner of 18th century England. Um, this is a monster hunting period piece game using the forged in the dark engine. Mm. And I thought that that was a little bit interesting. So so let me preface this with, I think I'm going to back this. I'm not sure that I feel like this is the perfectly presented perfect pitch of a, of a game. Mm. Um, I really was intrigued when I saw the cover and the initial pitch. Um, and I was like, oh, this has got to be powered by the apocalypse. It even looks and feels like PBTA. Like everything about it screams PBTA, PBTA, PBTA for me. And then it got down to the bottom. It's like Forged in the Dark. Hmm. I'm not saying that. It, I'm curious about it. I think that's where I'm at with it is like. This just feels like it was. It, it would have been a perfect fit for a different system. 
and I'm curious to see how they blend it with that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think the artwork's cool. The the um, special edition I think is hella rad. That mm-hmm. that linen cover with the with a monster on the front of it. Yeah. In silver, it just looks amazing. Um, I really want this to be awesome, and I think I will pick it up. But I am a little bit perturbed by the by the blend of pitch and system. Hmm. It, but it's got cursed pies. <laughs> it does have cursed pies. What else does one need? Uh, let me throw this out there too. From a financials perspective, you're getting 320 pages for 44 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With this, I really do. I like the uh, the covered art, and I like the interior art. Again, going back to cartography nerd in me digs that. The actually the artwork in it is is appears to be black and white. It's going to be mm-hmm. your 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 main palette or the palette, and then it's look they look like wood carvings. A lot of them, the, yeah. The, the yeah. old, the old print, print wood carvings, right? Uh, yeah, a lot of them do. But it looks, uh, it looks great. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that is Teeth by Big Robot on Kickstarter right now. Uh, after Teeth, we have uh, another one by John. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. It's Larcine's Ledger of Treasures and Trinkets. Yeah. Four hundred pages. Of Helenia compatible, craftable magic items that grow for your players. Fuel your hoarding addiction. Holy moly, man. Like these I've I'm a sucker for these, like these these collections of magical items for some reason. Um, and this one is does not disappoint. It is absolutely massive. 300 fully illustrated magical items, 700 items with rarity variant variants, 30 new spells, five tavern themed subclasses hmm. that i'm looking forward to uh let's see five interlinked terrifying hunts and six bespoke familiars um this is this is uh, more than just a 400 page fifth edition tome is what they're telling us they say that it's a world enriching source book filled with arcane instruments and wondrous weapons it is a guidebook for gms and players on building balance building balanced magical items Bursting with art, subclasses, familiars, crafting recipes, and the dark jocular whimsy for which the loot tavern is famous. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, this looks again looks great. Uh, the artwork looks uh, looks really really good. Layout looks good. Um, I'm trying to see if I can't remember if I found an example of one. I know. That, let's see. They, I think the Griffin Saddlebag did some artwork for this. I. Th- think either that or they um they um they gave a testimonial about it now dm dave did the same thing too uh yeah let's see like so the crafting workshop let your players become the inventors designing balanced magical items is tough however with the points system in their crafting workshop mechanic you can feel safe in knowing that nothing will be op unleashing the uh, unleash the creativity of you and your players etc etc so this isn't just 400 pages of items this is 400 pages of items and then enough that you can use as examples and templates to build your own stuff mm-hmm. uh let's see here and then the subclasses this is the one that i was i wanted to get to the tavern brawler not a sh- that's not a shocker the uh charlatan rogue with the tavern brawler is a fighter uh let's see the path of the brewmaster barbarian the swarm keeper tamer serves drinks using their legion of bees as waiters and then the way of the artisan monk whittles a detailed carving of the rowdy, uh, a whole rowdy scene. So uh, the beekeeper is awesome. And uh, if nothing else, that would be enough for me to want to buy this book because that is such a, such a, a cool idea. And then uh, mimic mugs are, are incorporated into this just looks really, really great. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to back it just because I love uh, treasure troves of magical items and things like that to, you know, it gives me good inspiration for my own stuff that I'm working on. Looks great. 60 bucks for the hardcover, a little bit pricier than the average, but it's also more pages, your higher page count, 25 bucks if you want the PDF. And then there are all, all sorts of other little extra goodies for the uh, the digital stuff and that kind of thing. Very cool. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Um, that was, uh, Treasures and Trinkets, Ledger of Treasures and Trinkets. We got three more projects to round out our evening. 
Um, Troy, uh, this one is interesting. Go ahead and talk about the Wild Sea. Uh, this is this is an expansion for the Wild Sea. It's called Storm and Root. Um, it is the first um, expansion for Wild Sea. Um, everything is up above the Earth now. The 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 verdant happened and massive growth of plant life happened all over the world and like choked everything out. And now you're flying around on these airships with giant chainsaws to cut through the trees and things like that to, to get down into where you want to get stuff. And it's odd that you should, that you mentioned hell divers, Zach, because they have something similar to that in this game. Hmm. Um, these are the people that like they strap themselves to the sides of the ship and they dive into mm. the trees to find resources to then get hauled back up before the creatures of the wild sea find them and, and get them. Nice. Um, this is a, it's a D6 dice pool system, um, kind of like uh, Blades of the Dark and 13th Age. Um, but I think I think we talked about this the the actual wild sea when it was kickstarted a yep. long time ago. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it's got, uh, you can, you could also get the core game with this, um, if you wish, but, uh, yeah, where's the, the list of different things? Like, uh, you get the different, um, species involved. Like you can be intelligent cacti people, uh, uh, spider people, centipede people, all that kind of, and then humans, um, just it's it's an act it's a fiction first role playing game where mm. you know the narrative and the character decisions are driving the interaction and, and the mechanics and all that stuff of this game. So I'm very, very curious cool. about this because I I did not back Wild Sea when it was first out, but now seeing more of this, I'm like, man, I am. I'm really interested because I love air, airships and stuff like that as it is. Mm-hmm. So, so now it's like, oh man, this is even <laughs> more yeah. tantalizing. Absolutely. Uh, Wild Sea Storm and Root by Mythworks. Two left. John, I knew you. This is the one that we knew was had your name all over it. Talk about They Live. <laughs> you know what? It may end up being terrible. But oh God, I love this. They live the card game, save the city and slave the city edition. <clears throat> Fast paced three to six player game based on the John Carpenter. It says the movie. Then let me let me rephrase this. John Carpenter classic film. They live <laughs> gather resources, capture the city and expose those hidden bastard aliens that are trying to take over everything through Reaganomics. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I look, man. If the it's a card game and it's about they live, and I'm, I'm already sold. I don't, I don't know how, know how else to pitch it exactly beyond that. <clears throat> so you're a part of the resistance. The game overview is it takes about thirty minutes. It's actually a more uh, adult is too. There's not the right word. It's kind of geared more towards mature audiences, sixteen and plus. Uh, requires three to six players. Um. Some of you will be tr- be human trying to save the city. You won't know who to trust. So there's a paranoia aspect to this. Like some of you may be alien sleepers and uh, or sleeper agents, and some of you are humans. Some of you will be the invaders working to enslave the city. You know who the other invaders are, but you must be careful not to give it away. So apparently the sunglasses are nowhere to be found in this game, which is an absolute shame. Yes, they are. We'll get you can get the upgrade they- pack. You can get the upgrade pack, and you actually get the sunglasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, that it has probably one of the best die in the game, in 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 all of games, which is a pink die that has sides that say "kick ass" and sides that say "chew bubble gum." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't know, man. This like, is so I good. Would, I would maybe buy just for that dice. If you know anything, if you lo- if you mm. like. Even if you like They Live, you're probably going to end up enjoying this game if for no other reason. Everything that I've read about it has been like everything is geared towards the flavor and the kind of like the mythology 
of uh, of that game. <clears throat> it's got the same level of tongue in cheek, satirical um, cynicism that's that's Im- embedded in that movie too. Um, man, the only thing that it doesn't have is Rowdy Roddy Piper in the in the commercial, which is a, it's a oh. that's that's the shame of it. But otherwise, it looks fantastic. I can't, I cannot wait to play this game. I mean, for mm. sixty bucks, you get the card game, you get the upgrade pack with the glasses, and you get four neoprene play mats. Yep. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. shooting match, baby. Yeah. That's pretty slick right there. Pretty rad. All right. That was They Live, the card if game. If you haven't watched that movie, stop what you're doing right now. I don't know where it's streaming. Get it on on uh, Amazon. Whatever you got to do, go watch that movie. It's fantastic. I don't know if it holds <laughs> up or not, but I still love it. <laughs> You're defending it, regardless. I am. You're darn tuned. Speaking of something that that uh, uh, someone defends and sings the praises of today, uh, <laughs> Troy was just talking about nations and canon. So talk about it some more. Yeah. All right. Nations and canons: the American crisis for five E. Uh, I've talked about Flag Bearer games a long time ago. I met these people at Gen Con, I believe, two years ago. Maybe even three years ago. I it was a long remember. time ago. It yeah. was a while ago. Great people. Um, a lot of them have uh, uh, a background in teaching. And they got together and they create... They, they, they've used the 5e rule set to create a way to immerse yourself in American history during the American Revolution. And this this is why I always sing the praises of, of 5e because it might not be the best system. There, there, there will be things out there that other systems can do better than 5e, but you can make 5e do anything. Mm-hmm. And they do that in this game. I've got the original rule book um, and I love it. The way that, you know, there's no spells, there's no magic or anything like that in the American Revolution, as we all know. What? Or, at least now. we've been led to believe. Not that you know. Not that you I watched, know. excuse me, sir, I watched Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Well, I know that's not true. That's, well, listen, John, first off, uh-huh. get your history right. That's not the same war. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh. But so maybe. You don't know that for sure. Right Buddy. now, now did you see what was uh, what, uh, the the cartoon movie America or whatever it was called? Oh yes, it could have been because it I, all kind of got mashed together. That's it's what crazy. I was trying anyway, to say. Anyway, Nations and Cannons: um, The American Crisis is an adventure path for uh, the Nations and Cannons game, mm-hmm. and it takes you through some very iconic things that we learned, you know, in 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 our history books and different battles and things like that. Um, you can even, if you want to play the red coats. Oh. Yeah. There's, there's Ooh. stuff in there for that, but they, they, they do uh, in the year is 1776. The spark of revolution has ignited in the 13 colonies. Uh, without your help, the Patriots will surely fall to the British empire. Join the fight. Mm. So let me, let me, th- Throw this in there too. They actually have a blurb in here about what about wizards? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll actually, this is interesting. Nations and cannons replaces spells with gambits. Yes. Extraordinary acts of ingenuity, guile, or gumption. Gambits function identi- identically to spell casting so that they are compatible with the games that use traditional magic rules for 5e. While there aren't any wizards, rangers, and firebrands are casters that use gambits to create dynamic combat moments while exploring or socializing yep that's cool that's cool that is cool yeah it's and it's a nice really cool the way the way it's done having read through it um it's very cool the way they do it they got uh, rules for firearms they put i I think if you back this at a certain level you get another like little pdf or extra book that comes with it that, that details more firearms and shows how they can advance um you can and you can take this this concept this this nations and canons and smash it into your regular D and D so that you've got that mix of, of stuff going on, which I find very interesting and fascinating. Um, I, I love this on so many levels. I love history. I love, I love that 
that era mm-hmm. in history. Um, the fact that I, I feel like, you know, we've all talked about how uh, role-playing and D&D can really help in a school situation, in, in an education situation. How how many kids do you remember in classes just sitting there during history class with that glazed over look in their eye, not paying any attention whatsoever? You you pop out something like this and just do like small scenarios to show kids what it was like and, and, and get them really involved. And they're going to start getting into history and learning and things like that. And I just love it. It's, it's just cool. The different maps mm. that you can get, the different cloth maps stunning um they even have a dice tower that you can get that looks like a book um yeah and they got those star spangled dice the star spangled dice the red white and blue and the gm screen is pretty cool if you if you happen to need that kind of thing it's pretty rad uh yes do they have a a history professor wants to know if they have a cure syphilis spell uh that uh, depends on the stretch goals Mm, mm. That's that. Yeah, uh, it'd be fascinating if they have a diseases section in the book. <laughs> I'm shocked if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Mm. Whew, well, hey, fellows, we made it through all of our of our chat, and it it was less than an hour to get through that whole woo. bounty, um, which I think Zippity was pretty good. Doo-dah, baby. Lots of good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Anything else, fellows, that we should go over here at the end of? Night. No, nope. I don't think nope. so. Nope. nope. My pockets are empty. Whew. Well, that's that's a shame. <laughs> Until <laughs> next time. Until next time. That's right. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this week. Hey, thanks, chat, for hanging out. Been delightful as always. Thanks for uh, filling up the feed. Um, thanks, John. Thanks, Troy. And until Tuesday, we'll see you next time. Buy great games, everybody. And if you know, you know. Girk. Stay safe. Ooh, go ahead. No, I'm just that's it, Girk. Stay safe and, uh, you know, be nice to each other until Tuesday whenever Dragonlance gets brought up. And and just everybody turns into an asshole. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes. and You can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. Oh, Kirk called me a son of a bitch. <laughs> <Mother>. SOB. Man. <laughs>